Welcome to this edition of When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine, a discussion of sustainable living and what that means to you and me. I am Jay Warmke. And I'm Annie Warmke. <laughs> okay, and today we're going to dangerously talk about cultural appropriation or how dare you wear those socks with those sandals? Okay, are you so, referring to yourself uh, there? Probably, probably. Although I, I'm, I'm culturally a appropriating a overweight male German immigrant uh, tourist uh, white guy on the beach. Okay, white. So wait, you forgot white. I was trying to come up with something that would not offend anybody, and I'm sure I've Except offended. Except yourself. I've offended lots of people, but so so that sort of gets into this discussion of cultural appropriation because it's it's a thing you know more and more it seems like it's a, a twitter phenomenon and thank goodness i don't oh, have don't twitter say that. don't say that it's not well that's twitter. what's bringing it out in well in, because in it's worst aspects okay but there's a whole lot of things that are going on that that social media brings to our attention that before we could just completely <laughs> ignore it or pretend it didn't exist. I'm happy with that. Okay, I'm happy course. ignoring things. Well, first let's, <laughs> let's call, let's define it. Okay. We're talking about cultural appropriation and I suspect this is going to get to the heart of the problem. All right, here it is. Because coming up with a definition is, is all right. Tough. This is the Wikipedia, the standard definition. And I saw it all over the internet in various so words, but it's it basically must be true. Must be cultural true. appropriation takes place when members of a majority group, that would be the men wearing socks with their sandals, yeah, adopt cultural elements of a minority group in an exploitive, disrespectful, or stereotypical way. And by the way, that's the Encyclopedia Britannica version. So it is right. Yeah. And I read that. I read that. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote it down on this sheet of paper that is in front of both of us. And, and I agree with it. Okay. That, I got no problem with it. Uh, the key elements are exploitative, disrespectful, and, and I guess stereotypical. That's, but all of these are in the eye of the beholder. You know, it's it's that old thing about, you know, I think it was Supreme Court. How do you define pornography? And it's like I, I can't, but I know it when I see it. You know, it's that kind of. <laughs> and they thing. were all looking at. I know it. they were all like, it, it was a hey, long, that was a really good it was one. a long de <laughs> deliberation on that particular one. In fact, let's rehear this case. Right. Okay. So, so that's one of the issues oh. is what is cultural appropriation? All right. Uh, we versus preservation or, or preservation or, or, or appreciation. Appreciation. These are all words, or, you know, of course, they're all words. <laughs> I'm worried <laughs> These about are words you. that we use. But then the other issue is what is culture? You know? Okay, well, we don't have any, so that's not the problem. We ha <laughs> we take everybody's culture and try to wash it, my, whitewash it. We my white friends in college used to say, you want culture, move to Europe. You know, That's like, right, <laughs> or smoke a cigarette. Or so, the only culture in my apartment was growing in the refrigerator. Okay, so. well, so that's funny, haha. <laughs> uh, but, but, the, <laughs> but the bottom line really comes back to the fact that we as a culture expect everybody to come into this country and we want to whitewash them, whatever that means at the moment. Okay. So I just yeah. want to come back to one thing All that right. I think this really comes down to one word. Okay. And it is about respecting the stories and the history of individual people and where they come from. And we don't even know that most of the time 
the majority of these guys in their socks with the sandals do not know the names of their grandparents. Okay. So they don't know where they came from. All right. Well, you're wandering off down to, I am the, not to the part of the beach where we're not allowed to go right. to. That's right. That's where the nudists are. <laughs> but, but I want to say that this has become an issue for me recently. Um, and that's why I wanted to do a show on it because I am, uh, uh, I have indigenous ancestors and I love that part of myself, but I never thought of it as something I had to defend. And recently, because of a workshop I'm doing with someone else who has indigenous ancestors, uh, we've had to defend ourselves and it felt really bad. Well, and, and what you're talking about there is you're, you've got a group called Buffalo Gals and you're going to have a workshop together and it's a roundup a, a round and it's mm-hmm. in a teepee. A real um, one. A real teepee. Well, I mean, I guess. I guess well, it could um, be a play one. For yeah. And, and so somebody then decided to take issue saying, how dare you do cultural appropriation? Knowing nothing about you, knowing nothing about It's not Carrie. true. It was printed. That I yeah. was my great great grandmother. This is her name, so, and you know. so this sort of gets me to my okay, little, you know, the forward. thing that really burns my toast on on these kind oh, of things <laughs> is is it's a real thing. Okay, cultural appropriation is a real thing. I don't deny that, but then you get a lot of self appointed um, arbiters of what is appropriate and what is not appropriate, and jumping in there. You know, they're going to be offended on behalf of a group that they're not even a part of to tell you you can or cannot do something that they have self-appointedly deemed inappropriate. And and that takes something that's real and throws it into the absurd to the point where you just go, really? Okay, now now this is all just stupid. You know, it's sort of like I I was trying to think of an example, and I know any example I give is going to be. (laughs) terrible but but it would be like if i said i don't like chinese food and somebody said well then you're a racist you know it's like what no i just don't like it well you know because i like it i'm gonna say so so that's the kind that doesn't mean racism doesn't exist that doesn't mean that i may not have racist tendencies but that particular thing is just not in my estimation, racism. So just like if some, you know, teenage white girl decides to wear cornrows in her hair, I don't see that as anything other than an unfortunate fashion choice, you know, and, and why should anyone care about it other than her and, and her okay, friends? Okay. Okay. So you've gotten your rant going. Okay. I'm going to have, I'll keep All ranting. Right. I'll keep okay. ranting and raving. So, so what I want to say is that there are some definitions about um, cultural appropriation beyond the Britannica encyclopedia. Yeah. Britannica. And, and a lot of it really comes down to the fact that it isn't so much the individual, although we're really picking on individuals when we start this attacking. It is more about corporations and celebrities who represent their own brand, which is a corporation, and how they they take things that don't belong to them and they pretend like they invented them or they do belong to them or they take religious or spiritual symbols and practices uh, like yoga, you know, yoga, this used to drive me crazy 
in my 20s when I started doing yoga. And they would say, we're going to do hot yoga. And I was like, no, we can't do hot yoga because this is a spiritual practice. This is Zen. This is, you know, Mm -hmm. being quiet and meditating and listening to your body. How can you listen to your body when you're making it go fast? And everybody would look at me, shut up, Annie. We don't want to hear but that. But couldn't that whole problem be solved just by calling it something else, like calisthenics? I know, but they don't want to call it because it's a brand <laughs> It's a marketing now. thing. It's a marketing but, thing. But this is one, and we've had this discussion before, If if because this comes up a lot in discussions about cultural appropriation. You have appropriated this and you are making money off of it, yeah. off of something that doesn't belong to you. Yeah. All right. Who are you making money uh, you know, uh, taking away from. So if somebody advertises a hot yoga class, who is it that they are specifically harming? You know, you may look at it and go, that's bad branding or that's inappropriate, but I don't quite see who is being damaged by somebody misusing a label in that way. Okay, so that's one of the arguments and you can argue that and I but, just I just did yes. very eloquently by okay, the way. Okay, if you yes. say so. But but here's the thing. <laughs> okay, well you didn't answer. Who's I don't know the answer to everything, but I I don't really I don't <laughs> But you don't like it. I don't like okay. cultural appropriation but, and I really didn't like somebody ca- calling me on something that really had it was disrespectful. And did they bother to read what my ancestor's name was? Oh, well, and then where now we're back from? to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that was somebody being, a, you know, a It was a, disrespectful. They're being a troll. Yeah, well, looking for something to be sn- snarky yeah. about. And yeah. I think that's a lot of it. But I also think that we face cultural uh, appropriation. And, and a lot of people think it is a good thing because it forces people to assimilate into the culture. Sure. And again, that's the whitewashing of, you know, this country instead of embracing our diversity and also Mm. understanding if I'm going to put a Benji on my forehead, which is really disrespectful. Those are those little like red dots. Yeah. Or you can get ones that have little sequins and a diamond if you have Mm -hmm. money. Um, Wouldn't it be good if I announced that, you know, this is my new line. You can buy it, but here's what it, this symbol really means and why I have sure. it and the history of where it came from. That would be a whole different environment. And I'm going to give some money to the Hindu Hindu women that live on okay. the street in New Delhi. But maybe and- that's all a good thing, but how do you, I mean, oftentimes you're not given that option. You don't hand out a brochure every time you okay. walk into a room. But people, corporations and yeah. celebrities that have a brand do have that opportunity repeatedly every single thing they do and maybe they even do that but often the people who are criticizing them don't bother to to find out it's just like chefs that make all these dishes where they went to thailand and and then they come home like it's their recipe and it's like why do you have to lie about it but again that's being a jerk you know isn't all of this about don't be a fair point and and I also think, you know, you were mentioning the different types of cultural appropri- appropriation or whatever. And when I was doing some of the research for this, they talk in different terms, you know, things that are confused around this, like cultural exchange. Now, I think most people would say that's a good thing. 
you know, I'm learning about your culture in exchange. I am giving you something or I am exchanging bits of my culture. Um, I, uh, there's, there's cultural dominance, which I think has, you know, now we're getting into how a colonial nature comes into an environment and says, we will impose our culture upon you, which hopefully most everybody is going to say that's a bad thing. Um, and, and then there's cultural exploitation, which you're saying, if I take somebody else's thing and don't give them credit for it or share mm -hmm. the wealth that's exploiting. And then there's transculturation where we all kind of mix together. Like, like why, um, chicken vindaloo is now the number one dish in England as opposed to fish and chips is because first off it's better, <laughs> you well, know? In your opinion. but, but that's a way that they have kind of it's become transcultural. You know, we have adopted that thing into our society. So I thought of one thing when you said about, okay, if you're making money from all this, you know, who do you go and ask permission from? But if you're going to take something like, for example, you're going to decide that you want to uh, use yoga to start a business and you're going to do all these wild, crazy things, um, which uh, yoga is a practice that's uh, favored by white women. It's, it's a given, but nobody, they didn't ask permission of the local uh, population of people that maybe are Hindu or whatever. They didn't go to them and say, we would like to, to use this. And we know this is your practice. And so we're wondering what would be a way we could honor that and appreciate that. No, they just race off and they redefine it. And they don't even acknowledge that it's been and is a religious practice for millions of people, maybe billion people in the world. So just I'm answering your question sort of, and you don't, you're looking like, no, you're not, but that's all right. I don't know. I'm just thinking, you know, yeah, that might be a nice thing to do, but have they created something terrible by not doing that? All right. Well, you know, my grandma used to say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And that's oh. what I think the issue here, here, but, but so before you right. borrow from a culture, it says you should do kind of a gut check. And of course, sure. you might not. Eat, you might think you're inventing it, or people won't know. But it says these are some questions. Okay, before you get into that, okay. let me interrupt you and let everybody know that you are listening <laughs> to when the biomass hits the wind turbine with Jay and culturally appropriated Annie Warmke, reminding you it is indeed the end of the world as we know it. And for you, thank God, <laughs> thank God, it's the end of <laughs> end of my little peaceful world. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and we're talking about cultural appreciation, which from a sustainability appropriation. Yeah. We're, from a sustainability standpoint, I guess where I'm drawing this back is where every culture appropriates. Every culture is is something that came before. I was looking at a video. It's quite interesting where somebody went to a Navajo Indian reservation and just asked folks who lived there, were they offended by the term Washington Redskins? Um, was that something that offended them? Because that was a big example of cultural appropriation. This is terrible. You've you've offended Native Americans, and and for pretty much. And it may have been selective editing. I don't know. But everyone he talked to were kind of like, you know, I think they're a good team. Um, I got bigger problems to worry about than what somebody is saying about that. 
Um, you know, it was, it was all kind of, listen, if, if, I I find that if they find the association with being Native American to be a positive, well, that's just good for us kind of thing. It was that kind of reaction to it. But maybe they've which, never thought about it. Well, they they seem to be very and and in fact, he was saying one of the guys, and and this is what keyed it in my mind. He said we all appropriate from other people. At one point, somebody stole the idea of fire from another culture. You know, we would not be the human beings that we are if we did not appropriate things from various cultures that we found to our advantage. Well, many cultures and, discovered fire. Maybe they just okay, had well, a different don't, way don't of doing drill it. Down but here's on that example, the Native but. Government Center, a Native-led nonprofit organization that serves Native nations, believes that cultural appropriation can also cause confusion for marginalized groups who want to learn about their culture and identities. And they gave an example of the wellness industry, which has been culturally appropriated, uh, giving the pricey yoga classes as um, that emphasize fitness rather than yoga's roots as free devotional practice. And they said, when a practice is appropriated, we no longer understand its origins and true intent. Mm -hmm. And so and the other example I would give is the definition of beauty. You know, that that may sound like I'm off on a le in left field, but I'm not, because if you look at Asian cultures who have been culturally appropriated, all these operations they're having so their eyes don't slant or yeah. hang down or whatever. I mean, it's sad. Anyway, I do well, want to say that Appalachian culture yeah. is when we talk about sustainability. Yep, is would be from Texas or something. <laughs> uh, but when we think about Appalachian culture as rural culture, not all, not all culture, certainly in Appalachia, because there are many variations, right. but rural people that, that have a long history of, you know, growing their own food, canning food, butchering, doing all those things. When we talk about sustainability, you know, that that's that cultural appropriation now. It's all like selling things, the greening of it, um, as if it never existed before. We have no honoring of the people who originally did these things and how they did these things. And you're making a face, but I think it all applies. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, you know... Again, it, it when we close each episode, we always say, you know, play nice with others, clean up your own mess, and eat your vegetables. Isn't this just, you know, be nice. Be nice to other people. Be respectful of other people. Try not to be inappropriate. You know, that's that seems to be a better guide than how dare you appropriate my culture. I, I agree. You know, I'm that's, not disagreeing. Like, I, there was an example. I think, again, obviously, if somebody dresses up in blackface wearing a Confederate uniform or whatever, we're going to say that is so inappropriate. That's over the line. That's, that's wrong. And that person, uh, you know, is going to have some social consequences to that. But an example that apparently lit up the Twitterverse or whatever about a young high school girl who wore what was a traditional Chinese outfit to her high school prom. And then they jumped all over her because she wasn't Chinese. You know, how dare you appropriate my culture? This is not your prom thing. And it's just a little girl wearing a dress. I mean, that's that seems to be on the other side of that spectrum. And, and so people are, I think people delight in being offended 
they they seem it always seems to be white people who are offended on behalf of somebody else, you know, who doesn't really care. Um, so it just feels like you've taken now something that's a real thing and made it silly. You've made it a non-real thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I yeah. think again, it comes back to how can we appreciate where things come from? We sure. don't care. We don't know. We we don't even know in our own family why we do what we do sometimes well, that makes no sense. Well, I was thinking about that. I'm sitting here wearing a tacky Hawaiian shirt. I don't know. Where'd that come from? Where did the whole concept of, I mean, we call them Hawaiian shirts. Were they from Hawaii? Were they from somewhere else? Is this considered cultural appropriation or just bad fashion choice? You know, I mean. <laughs> you don't want me to answer that. <laughs> so so let's talk about cultural appreciation. Okay. How we move from being this whitewashing uh, guy in the with the socks and the sandals on the beach guy you know how do how do we move from that to saying how do we appreciate where we we ourselves came from and I think that's where it starts mm -hmm. is you know so if you go around telling Ollie and Lena jokes you have the right to do it because you're Norwegian, you're Minnesotan. Yeah, but but even some Chinese immigrant in New Jersey has the right to tell an Ollie and Lena joke. Okay. As long as they do it well. Well, then that's the other thing, isn't it? So even Iowa boys can tell Ollie uh, and Lena jokes yeah. well. So, so I think it comes back to... Um, an awareness, a living honestly, yeah. which we talk a lot about in in uh, wanting to live in a resilient way. And um, well, and that, doesn't that come with maturity and self reflection? And apparently and all not of these in this other country. Things? Well, I was thinking about too, like cultural appropriation or cultural appropriateness changes over time for sure. It's a, it's a moving picture. Not only does it change as a society, and I, I suspect you would argue that all those things that they used to do in the 50s, you know, that we would cringe at today, they were still inappropriate. It's just that we as a society did not acknowledge the fact that it was inappropriate. But I was thinking about me personally, like when I was a kid, and if I'm eight years old and you gave me an Indian headdress and a rubber tomahawk, we're, I would have thought, doing I it. thought it was great. I would think, we're doing you know, it. cowboys and Indians, woo, woo, woo. Even but though if we're I starving it, out the poor people on the reservation. Yeah, but if and... I did it today, that would be inappropriate. It would be weird for one thing, but it would be inappropriate because I should know better. You know, What I, should and, you know that's better? Well, I should know that putting on a headdress and pretending to be an Indian can appear to be offensive to certain people and it's it's impolite well, also racist because you're saying this is how all indians possibly act. it depends on intent i mean everything there is is a matter of intent i think um but but it's it's like it's not only a moving target societally but it's a moving target as a as a human being and hopefully if if you're raising a child today back in in the time when i was eight years old you get in the pickup truck and you go to a Stuckey's or something and you can all buy the little tomahawks and things. And my parents would have gone, yeah, fine. Just don't kill get each other with them. Yes. That's but right. today, <laughs> hopefully the parent would sit there and go, listen, some people may find this inappropriate. I think you, know, you can still buy that stuff at the dollar store. You probably store. can, but, but hopefully you could have a discussion and even dissuade. Okay. I bet I know five people that would 
work on having a discussion, but that's another episode. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying that that's an awareness that has developed through this as a positive, I would say. I, I agree. You know? But again, it does come back to corporate America because mm-hmm. what you're talking about in the 50s was this big movement of, you know, selling, going to it's selling television. So you're not going to go to the show all the time at the theater or at the Hudson movie house. You're going to you're going to watch TV and you're going to watch all these cowboys hurt each other. So I want to talk about appreciation as far as so good. Some of the ideas of saying, let's learn a little bit. Let's research where we're going. So so we could name we could name things other than uh, chiefs and Indians and things like sure. that. We could name them differently and we could do it based on, say, uh, the animals that we keep or the plants (laughs) or the non-cultural concepts that we could move away from corporate America and saying this would be a great brand and say, you know, what would what represents our own personal culture or or where did we come from? I think. Well, now you're talking like if let's talk about sports teams again, because I was trying to think through this. I guess I have a knee-jerk reaction against this political correctness, you know, template that that people love to lay over things, where calling the Cleveland Indians the Cleveland Indians is is bad, and it's bad because of cultural appropriation. Well, maybe it, maybe it is bad. I don't have strong opinions on that, and it's not something that directly affects me. But fine, okay, you know, and they've made the decision. All right, we'll move away from that. But calling them the Cleveland Cannibals would also be inappropriate. You know, it's like that'd be it, funny and probably well, true. Probably, but it would still be like <laughs> kind of like no, I think that's that's inappropriate. You know, mm-hmm. but um, what if? Okay, this is far out, maybe. But what if, there are indigenous people, there are indigenous cultural centers in areas like Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati. Sure. What if the Cleveland Indians went back to that cultural center and said, "Look." We want to understand, you know, why this yeah. bothers you. And maybe what we could do is to keep the name, but develop a whole scenario about the peoples who lived here. And we'll give you a percentage of our profits. And exactly. I think that would be nice. But who is the person who speaks for a culture? All right. But you there know? are these centers that represent Yeah, But, but they're usually self-appointed and, and maybe they're full of jerks. You okay, know? but the corporations are <laughs> so, self-appointed and, and full of jerks. Absolutely full of <laughs> so, jerks. So you're okay, just, that I'm gets just into throwing the out. Thing. I'm just throwing yeah. out some solutions. But, so yeah. So let's talk about, for example, when people, uh, you know, have body art. Yeah. And so much of it is is really culturally appropriated or acknowledging, um, uh household items or art or jewelry that comes from an artisan that specifically what is their story what is their history instead of saying hey i bought this and now it's it's Isn't my it idea yeah. it's my idea and i'm making this jewelry and i'm making sure. a lot of money from it because i'm kim kardashian or whatever that is absolutely immoral yeah well but again i i think that's that's we've talked about the difference between plagiarism and cultural appropriation, you know, I, I think it's, again, will you be a responsible human being? I think the positive of the whole idea <laughs> the opposite, of, that's the problem yeah, is no, well, the answer is no. The, the positive of cultural appropriation is it's bringing about these kind of discussions. And I think the culture and the society is better for it when we say, you know what, 
that's maybe something I was not aware was offensive to some people. So let me try and tone it down. There are those that say, oh, it's offensive. Well, then I'm going to turn up the volume, you know? So, all right. Well, speaking of uh, being offensive, (laughs) we're done. (laughs) You have been listening. Wipe the sweat from your brow, Jay. You have been listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke. We want to thank our culturally appropriate uh, producer, (laughs) Adam Adam. Rich. uh, (laughs) And we want to thank you for spending just a little bit of time with us. And as your grandmother hopefully told you, the secret to a happy and sustainable life is... Play nice with others, clean up your own mess, and eat your veggies, Jay. (laughs) But only those that are unique to your culture, okay? Oh, my word. (laughs) Till next time. Bye-bye. You can find more information on living sustainably in our unsustainable world at blueRockstation.com. <laughs>